Hello and welcome to Sense in the City. I'm Ruby Bookaboo, the co-founder and your Sydney host, and I'll be taking you on some sensory adventures in and around the Emerald City. Sense in the City acknowledges the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional owners of the land. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging, and recognise their continuing connections to lands, waters and communities. In this episode, I'm going to show you five immersive ways to experience Sydney's best sights. Whether you're flying into Sydney for the first time, returning home from overseas, or popping back from a quick domestic trip, the view when circling into Sydney will take your breath away. Every time. So try to get a window seat. The glistening harbour dotted with colourful gliding yachts, the dreamy white sails of the Opera House, the massive steel arch of the Harbour Bridge, the fanciful Lunar Park. The city is completely enchanting. Once you land, here are five ways to have immersive visual experiences in the city. One, sip, snack and see the city. It's always good to see the city from above with a swish meal or refreshing beverage. Dine at Infinity at Sydney Tower, otherwise known as Centrepoint. As you enjoy fresh oysters, barramundi and other delicious contemporary Australian cuisine, the restaurant revolves and you gaze out and down at the city. Try to get there before sunset so you can make out some of Sydney's famous spots. Hyde Park, the Botanical Gardens, the Rocks, Luna Park, Sydney Opera House, St Mary's Cathedral and of course the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Out to the far east are the city beaches from Bondi to Maroubra where I went for a stroll down the beach with Chris Cody in episode one of Sense in the City. To the northeast across the border from Circular Quay is the famous harbour and beachside suburb of Manly. At 86 kilometres to the west is the Blue Mountains that Esmeralda Raven-Aponte spoke of in episode two and where perfumer Jocelyn Fullerton from episode three grew up. They're part of the 3,500 kilometre eastern highlands, generally called the Great Dividing Range. The misty blue is caused by eucalyptus oil, dust and water droplets. Then when the sun sets, the white and yellow night lights will flick on and twinkle magically beneath you. And as you continue your dining experience, you'll notice your conversation may open in its horizons. For coffee or brunch, there's always the cafe at the top of the Museum of Contemporary Art with views of Circular Quay and the Opera House. The MCA is located in the rocks, traditional name Talawalada, on the site where the first fleet landed in 1788 to establish a new British colony. Clad with sandstone quarried at Maroubra, the Art Deco inspired building houses thousands of works, including over 4,000 Australian artworks acquired since 1989. Check out the Aboriginal bark painting collection that includes John Marangle's famous 1988 Naliod female rainbow serpent two entwined rainbow serpents representing the relationship to country and the cycle of life as taught to him by his father. Stimulate your mind with many other intriguing multimedia works from artists such as Brooke Andrew, Jonathan Jones and Zanny Begg. Another perfect place for a drink with a view is Blue Bar on 36 on the 36th floor of the Shangri-La in the Rocks. Sit back and drink in the sophisticated New York lounge feel with the very Sydney skyline the views of the Opera House, Darling Harbour, and most dramatically, the Harbour Bridge, that you're almost sitting right on. It's thrilling. Two, climb or walk across the Harbour Bridge. 
If you really want to gaze at the harbour from above and feel like you've earned the privilege, you can scale the Harbour Bridge. It was opened in 1932 and spans Sydney Harbour from the Central Business District, CBD, to the North Shore. You'll climb 134 metres above the harbour and be rewarded with mesmerising 360 degree views of Sydney and beyond. On the way up, you'll learn and see many things like that it's the largest steel arch bridge on the planet, that it's made with 53,000 tonnes of steel and 6 million hand-driven rivets, that the granite pylons in each end are there for decorative purposes and don't actually hold up the bridge. At the top, you'll feel like you're king or queen of the world. Look down at the manly ferries crossing the harbour, the ant-like people in bright coloured clothes and smoothly gliding yachts with white, pink, green and blue sails. But you can also just walk across the bridge. The Harbour Bridge walk goes from the bridge stairs in the rocks to the bridge stairs in Milsons Point. It's 1.5 kilometres and takes about 20 minutes. Here you could appreciate the enormity and deep grey colour of the arch as well as the romantic bronze cast iron art deco styled lanterns, especially if you're crossing at night. Peek through the safety fence to the harbour and to the luminous opera house sails. Three, take the coastal walk from Coogee to Bondi, then lunch at Bondi Icebergs. This is one of the most invigorating walks in town and one of the first things I do when I have friends that have arrived from overseas. The views over the ocean with the crashing waves are awe-inspiring and refreshing for the soul. Bondi actually means water breaking over rocks. Book a balcony table for lunch at Bondi Icebergs, a famous establishment perched on the south end of the beach. As you munch on fresh seafood, you can watch the locals do laps in the dazzling and world-famous 50-metre aqua-coloured saltwater pool as waves splash over them from the Pacific Ocean. The Bondi Icebergs opened in 1929 for the Iceberg Swimming Club, Sydney lifeguards seeking to keep fit over winter. After lunch, learn more about them and the history of the club and Bondi at the small museum on the first floor. Then stroll along the sand down Australia's most famous beach past the tourists sunbaking, the teenagers rolling around the colourful skate park, the lean Australian surfers riding and bopping the waves, and the seagulls cruising alongside joggers. Grab a coffee or juice from one of the small trendy North Bondi cafes, then sit on the South Bondi rocks to contemplate life or dive into the ocean. If you have your goggles, you might see a squid, a groper, other colourful fish, and if you're lucky, the odd Port Jackson shark. Four, take in the harbour on a ferry to Manly, then stroll to Shelley Beach. The Sydney to Manly ferry takes around half an hour from Circular Quay and it's a simple and stunning way to take in the harbour. The ferries are those iconic green and yellow two-level double-ender boats that you can travel in both directions. You can sit inside to be protected from the elements or on the deck for a more wind-blown salty experience, watching the water crash up against the boat. You'll soon pass the Opera House that Krista Hughes talks about in episode four of Sense in the City. Then enjoy views of the bridge and get a buzz for moving across the harbour waters especially if it's choppy. After establishing an English colony in Port Jackson in 1788, Captain Arthur Philip explored the harbour. He was so impressed by the confidence and manly behaviour of the gay Magal Aboriginal people, he named the place Manly. Once you're there, cross over from the calm harbour side through the moor to the more breezy surf beach ocean side. Enjoy fish and chips under the massive Norfolk Island pine trees that line the esplanade and make you feel that you're in a small beachside town or on an island. 
and gaze out to sea past the surf lifesavers with their bright red and yellow outfits. Since you're eating chips, you're no doubt also going to see the seagulls. If you want to eat peaceably, don't feed them. Then enjoy an ice cream while following the pretty coastal walkway south past the sea nymphs bronze sculptures of two mythical sea creatures dancing in the ocean. Arrive at Fairy Bower Rock Pool, built by local residents in 1929, and either take a snorkel or dip here, or continue to the cute little Shelley Beach for a swim or a snooze on the sand. Don't forget your sunscreen and a hat. Five, walk from Circular Quay to the Art Gallery to East Sydney. This is another one of my favorite walks. So stroll around from Circular Quay past the Opera House. The Opera House, of course, is Australia's most famous building and built on a sacred gathering point, Tubigalee, meaning where the knowledge water meets, that the Gadigal clan had used for thousands of years. It was opened in 1973 and the architect, Jorn Jutzen, posthumously won the Pritzer Architectural Prize in 2003. Its unique shell or sail-like design earned it world recognition and it was placed on the UNESCO World Heritage List in 2007. The shells make a perfect canvas for magnificent projections during special events and festivals, such as Vivid, Mardi Gras, Bushfire Relief, and various First Nation events. Check out the program to come back and see a show. There's everything from opera to theatre to dance and circus. The Benelong Restaurant and the Opera Bar Terrace are good ideas also to come for drinks or meals with a view. Continue through the magnificent Royal Botanical Gardens that cover 30 hectares with over 26,000 plants, including gardens dedicated to roses, palms, ferns, herbs and succulents. Delightful sculptures include a boy pulling a thistle out of his foot and a fawn that makes you feel like you're in Narnia. Take a pit stop at Mrs Macquarie's chair, a sandstone rock that's cut into a bench made by convicts in 1810 for the wife of the Governor of New South Wales. Gaze out pensively to the harbour and inhale the intoxicating fragrances from the gardens. Then continue to the Art Gallery of New South Wales, an elegant neoclassical structure in the domain. Inside you can ponder around 19,000 artworks and visit the Yerubana Gallery, one of the world's largest spaces dedicated to the permanent display of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art. You can also see Sydney portrayed by Brett Whiteley, Charles Conder, Arthur Streeton, John Russell and many others, as well as emerging yourself in the rich diversity on offer. Stop and look up and around you and you'll see the most engaging artwork of all, the gallery itself. Building began in 1896 with large, high spacious halls, pillared arches, domes and marble sourced from around the state, creating Sydney's finest marble staircase. The gallery has continued to evolve and this year sees the completion of the $344 million Sydney Modern Project, a new freestanding building with a grand forecourt celebrating art, architecture and landscape. Afterwards, walk down to Woolloomooloo for a fancy meal on the pier, a cheap and cheerful pub meal or a famous meat pie from Harry's Café de Wheels cart. Or I quite like to meander back up through the slightly more gritty local East Sydney for a hearty pasta at the classic Bill and Tony's Italian restaurant with its dark brick doorways, red and white tablecloths and classic Italian film posters on the walls. Cheap, cheerful and tasty. So these are just five ways to enjoy the sights of Sydney while getting amongst it. Discover more 
on Sense in the Dot City. See you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sense in the City, Sydney. Find the show notes on our website, senseinthe.city. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sense in the City, Sydney. And Facebook at Sense in the City World. If you like this episode, consider supporting the team via Patreon or buy me a coffee. All links are on senseinthe.city. Sense in the City is produced by Pilot Media and Ruby TV.